Grace and peace this morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. All of our visitors here today as well. May the Lord bless you. Continue to watch over you each and every day. We continue praying for Tim and Kenya on their trip. They should be getting back this week as well. But I'm glad to be here this morning and able to have the opportunity to share God's word with us today. Looking forward to the opportunity for us to talk together and see what we can learn from God's word together as we continue to grow in our knowledge of him, grow in our relationship with each other, and wanting to serve the Lord God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength each and every day. I don't know about you, if it's ever happened to you, but as you see on the thing on the, on the board already, it says check your surroundings. And most of the times whenever we walk into somewhere, we do check our surroundings to make sure everything's okay and what's going on. That way nothing happens or just want to be alert, want to watch, want to watch pray as, as God's word says as well. I remember one time I was not watching my surroundings so well. I had been working, working, uh, taking off a roof, roofing, you know, got all the shingles off and the guy told me to take it to the city dump to dump those shingles into the, to the big dumpster there. So I pulled the truck back up to it, put the tailgate down and started taking those shingles off into the dumpster there. And it was taking long and it, well, today's the last day of summer, right? Getting hot. It was still hot. And I was getting upset because I was like, man, it's so hot here and I'm only here by myself doing this. And all these shingles are up there melting and filling all together and all these things. So I said, well, I'm going to get one of these here at the bottom. And I, I told you this at the youth thing. But I'm going to get one of these shingles at the bottom. I'm going to get it. And it's going to pull off three or four and we're going to get them a whole lot faster. Well, you go on with this. I grabbed it and pulled it. And the very one that I pulled is the one I was standing on. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I was falling down and landed in the bo- bottom of the dumpster. Now... The very first thing I looked up, I was like, okay, is, am I still moving? What am I doing? What's happening here? And it took a long time. I looked around. All I could see up was blue skies and a tailgate. And I was like, how am I going to get back up here? Well, I looked around. There were some pallets there. Got to stack two or three and jumped and grabbed the tailgate. And I was strong enough back then still to pull myself out. But we got to check our surroundings. Got to make sure where we are and what we're doing. Of course, that's in one sense. But we really do have to check our surroundings each and every day. As we want to live for our Lord, we need to check our surroundings with the people that we walk with, check our surroundings with the things that we allow our eyes to see, things that we allow to happen. And also, as we look today, I want us to think about the people who can influence us either for good or for bad. And are we going to be able to understand and see when it's for good or for bad? And what do I need to do when those situations comes up? What happens? I want us to think about 3 John this morning. If you have your Bibles with me, in your Bibles, open with me to 3 John. And we're going to see the story of a, a friend of John's, Gaius, someone he, he calls a friend in the Lord. John calls himself an elder at this time. Somebody he loves dearly. First John, he says, dear friends, over and over again. But this very particular moment, we have this person called Gaius. I'm going to read this. Real quick, all of 3 John, don't worry, it's not that long, so as to get the idea of what's going on and what's happening. The elder to my dear, dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to know and to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought, therefore, to show hospitality to such people so that they may work together for the truth. I wrote the church, but Diotrephes, 
who loves to be first will not welcome us. So when I come, I will call attention to what he is doing, spreading malicious nonsense about us. Not satisfied with that, he even refuses to welcome other believers. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone, and even the tr- by the truth itself. We also speak well of him, and you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to do with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we can talk face to face. Peace to you. The friends here sing their greetings. Greet the friends there by name. As we see this story and see the things that are going on, things that are happening, we see that we're checking our surroundings. And the very first thing that I want us to understand this morning is surround yourself with those people who will help you grow in the Lord. If we see the story of Gaius, we understand that he had somebody that looked at as a mentor for him. Gaius had John. Who in your life is somebody that when you know that you need a talking to and you know that somebody's going to encourage you, to continue growing, to continue doing the things of the Lord. Who of you have somebody in mind who I can go and talk to? This is Lord who I need to go talk to. Lord God, give me somebody like Gaius had with John. Lord God, give me somebody that whenever I'm going through something, I can call that person and talk to that person and let them know what's going on in my life. And also allow that person to write to me, talk to me, communicate to me, and allow me to grow in the Lord. And that's is doing, it's what John is doing for Gaius at this very moment. Look what John, John, John is he's praying for Gaius. He says, Gaius, I pray that you have good health. And not only good health, but everything going well soul. And soul. And John will go on to say, good to hear the thing that you are doing. He is encouraging Gaius over and over and over again. Now, why is it so important that he's encouraging Gaius? We'll understand here in a moment. As we just read, something's happening that may be discouraging Gaius from doing the very thing he loves to do. The very ministry that he sees himself in may be talked about negative. And so John is writing this letter to Gaius as a mentor, as a friend, as somebody he can depend on. Brothers and sisters, we need to surround ourselves with people who will help us grow in the Lord. Look to those around you. Brothers and sisters in Christ. We should be that for one another, each and every one of us. And Lord God, forgive us when we aren't, when we don't do as we should, and we don't encourage as we should. But not only did John, did John say this to Gaius, not only did Gaius, John, in this, in this part of this area and what's going on and what's happening, surrounding themselves with those who will help you grow in the Lord, he also did this. He said, Gaius, all of those who pass through your house, Talk well of you. Speak well of you. What can I understand about Gaius? He not only surrounded himself with people who were mentors, but he surrounded himself with other brothers and sisters in Christ. He surrounded himself with people who were ready to encourage him and that he could be an encouragement to as well. When we think about this and we think about our lives, when was the last time that I've invited people over to my house? So that I can encourage them and so that they can be an encouragement to me. Or when was the last sometime we came to my house to encourage me when I needed that time? Brothers and sisters, as he says here, may we get to the point 
That is, Gaius was willing to receive people. But when he received those people, he received the blessing of being with them. To be able to talk to them about the things of Christ. To talk about the things that are going on in their lives and the things that are happening each and every day. We want to surround ourselves with people who are going to encourage us. But one of the most important things as we're doing this and wanting people to encourage us, we need to surround ourselves with people who what? Who have the same purpose. Now we can understand something about Gaius. very important here. He was a very loved brother. And he loved having his brothers and sisters around him in the Lord. He loved receiving them in his house. He says, continue to show the hospitality that you've always shown, Gaius. But in verse 6 through 8, as we see here in 3 John, he even goes on a little bit further talking about this. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that is worthy of God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out receiving no help from the pagans. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth. Lord God, surround me with people who have the same purpose. As you may see up there, surround yourself with people who enjoy spreading the gospel and not gossip. People who want to spread the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who have the same goals as we have. Paul would say in Philippians chapter 1. I thank you for your partnership in the Lord Jesus Christ. He felt it. He knew the encouragement, the purpose that he had. Paul would say in Philippians chapter 3. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there. What's he saying? Something we have in common. Something we have a purpose in. We all eagerly wait for the savior. Amen. All of us are ready for the day when Jesus will come back and call us to our eternal home. We are ready for the day when that day comes. But Lord God, give me people that are like-minded, who have the same goals and the same purpose to help me to stay on the same path and the right path that I should. Because if I don't, perhaps I might get on the wrong path. You know what? It's kind of like this. And I can understand about surroundings. I'm because I, as I said before, when I was in college, I understood that the surroundings and the people I were around, I was around, were not going to help me to get to heaven. In fact, the very people that I surrounded myself with that I thought would be the cool people, I guess if you would like to say it, I enjoyed and I allowed them to laugh at me or make fun of me or whatever they needed to do just to be included. And I surrounded myself with those things. Not only did I do that, I started to do the very things that they did that I didn't even really care much about doing. I didn't care much about going to drink, but I did go drinking because they were. I didn't care much about trying to do other things or, or go, and, go and steal stuff from the market or something like that. But hey, if I'm with the crowd and they're doing it, might as well do it too. Or getting those signs and things like that. I tell you what, I was scared to death for a long time. When I was living in people who were not going to help me to encourage me to go further. And in the end, people who didn't even have the same purpose as I did. Lord God, 
I need a change. Lord God, I need to change my surroundings. Woke up one morning, talked to the person, my friend. I said, I want to go where you go when you're not around these people. Because you don't go with us to do those things. And when I went with him, I went to the campus ministry there. And then started surrounded by people, uh, surrounded by people who had a different purpose, had a different goal. Shared that purpose and shared that goal with me. I remember one day after playing flag football, you know, intramurals with the group. One of the guys came up to me while we were in the car. He says, Mark, I want to read some scripture, the Bible, about what it means to what, who, who Jesus is and what, what, it, what really is repentance, what really is confession, what really is baptism, what really is a life for God. And as he read those things to me, you know, the first thought was like, hey, I'm okay. I'm okay. But no, I'm thankful that I had a friend that wanted to encourage me to be with God. And not just a friend to do, say, whatever one. I said, Mark, I'm just reading these things to you. Go and dwell on it. And from that point on, at a retreat, was baptized into Christ and learned God to surround myself with people who are going to help me get to heaven. Lord God, help me to surround myself with brothers and sisters in Christ who are going to help me get to heaven. Now, sometimes that should sound easy, right? But sometimes we have obstacles even when we're in Christ. Sometimes because we think different or things, things happen. And Lord God, I ask you to help me surround me with people that above all are going to want my best interest for you, God. And help me to discern that. Help me give wisdom when that happens as we talk about it and as we look at it, Lord. Help me to understand the difference. Surround, your help, surround yourself with people that encourage you to live out God's plan for your life. Live with people who have the same plan, the same idea as you. The same goals, the same purpose. We as Christians have one goal. Get to heaven. And to share the gospel. Lord God, help me to be around people like-minded. And the other goal we have, well, it's actually the first one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your brother as yourself. Lord God, help me to do that. Put people in my life to help me to be encouraged. Was Gaius being encouraged here? Yes. By John, by those who stayed with him, by those who were, he was sending off in a way, manner of the worthy of God. Because they had the same purpose to preach the gospel, to teach people the great news, good news of Jesus Christ and what that means in our lives. And also, there's something that happens, brothers and sisters. Even with all the good things that happen in our lives, I don't know about you. You praise, right? Oh, you did this good, you did this well. And then there's one person that says something negative. And how do you feel about all those hundred other things? It feels like it fell to the wayside, doesn't it? Wow. You know, you have to say like 50 good things to take, make up one bad thing that is said. And so, Lord God, help me, protect me to be surrounded with people who are not going to be discouraging me. To not follow you, to not do your will. And Lord God, even if it's brothers and sisters in Christ, help me to discern what's going on, what's happening, 
so that I don't fall into that bad influence. Because what we are around, we are influenced by. I don't know about you. Sometimes, okay, I have a really big Tennessee accent that I'm not using today. Well, maybe you think it is. I don't know. I have a big Tennessee accent, okay? So if I go to Tennessee, Ju looks at me and says, Mark, what happened to you? I don't understand. The very first time she went to Tennessee with me, and we got there from Lubbock, Texas, and we got to Tennessee, and, and I started talking there to my parents and to my friends and everybody there. She was like, what is you talking about? It was totally different. Why, why did I all of a sudden start talking like that? Because of the people that I was around that influenced me. And I don't know about you also, a lot of times if I'm talking to somebody one-on-one and they talk with a different accent as I do, I find myself wanting to imitate their accent. And I don't want to do that to make fun of them. Maybe they think I'm trying to make fun of them. But the very fact that we're talking to somebody that talks a little bit different than us, we start wanting to talk like that person. Because we're very influenced by imitation and influenced by the things around us. So, Lord God, help me to be influenced, as it says, for good influences and not bad influences. They're always all around us. As these things say here, do not allow negative people to turn you into one of them. One of the things, if we start, if we stay around negative people before long, we will negative we will start to be upset all the time we will start to become the very thing that we don't want to be learn to surround yourself with people who make you better not bitter okay lord god why am i feeling this way what's going on what's happening is the people around me are the people around me encouraging me or discouraging me Lord God, help me to have the right surrounding. And look what it says. Do not, be, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Brothers and sisters in Christ, be careful of your surroundings. Youth, teenagers, adults, all of it. Be careful with our surroundings. That verse is so powerful. Bad company corrupts good morals. This will never happen to me. Is what Satan wants us to hear. Is what he wants us to say. That we can self, we think with our own pride that we can do anything and everything. Lord God, help us to surround ourselves with good company and not bad company. Lord God, help me not to have good, bad moral, bad morals, but good morals. Put people around me that are going to encourage me. Put those influences around me. Because what was the danger with Gaius? What does that have to do with Third John? Look what he says. He says, who is there? Geotrophes. Diotrophes. And I want us to understand Diotrophes was a brother in Christ. He wasn't somebody in the world. He was a brother in Christ. And he says this here. I want to write the church. I wrote to the church. Be Diotrophes who loves to be first will not welcome us. So when I come, I will call attention to what he's doing. Spreading malicious nonsense about us. Not satisfied with that. He even refuses to welcome other believers. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Diotrephes has a lot of problems. One is pride. One is jealousy. One is envy. And if we're around that long enough, we're going to turn jealous. We're going to turn envious. 
We're going to turn prideful and we may even turn gossips. We may even turn dissensions. But so is a device of people because of the fluences around us. And Diotrephes is going to have to have a talk with John. But Diotrephes is having an effect on Gaius. Look what he said Diotrephes was doing. Diotrephes was not only saying who should and shouldn't be in the church. He was saying those who want to welcome our brothers and sisters in Christ. If you do that, they're out and you are out also. And Gaius loves to encourage hearing this. May have just been a little bit concerned. And you know what? Sometimes when we hear something. That makes us sound and feel negative. The very first thing that we do a lot of times is give up on the good things that we're doing, not on the bad things that we're doing. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that for the Lord and all of these things. Somebody comes and gives a criticism. Okay, well, it's over with. It wasn't worth it. No, don't let Satan deceive you. Remember what 1 Corinthians 15 says. Your work in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Your work in the Lord is not in vain. But the question for us today, boy, since he's up there doing the the thing up there. Who is it that influences you? Is it your friends? Is it your family? Is it your classmates? Is it an elder, minister, teacher? Is it a mentor? Uh, Somebody who mentors you? Who is it that influences you? And when you think about people who influence you, are those people who are influencing me, are they influencing me for good? Are they influencing me for bad? Are they causing me to think things and to say things that I shouldn't say or do things that I shouldn't do? Or are they calling me, calling my attention and telling me, no, you can go better. You can be better. And they can see the potential in me that I can't see. That's the kind of friends I want. Who is it that is influencing you? If it is the crowd, be sure it's the right crowd. Be sure it's somebody that has the same purpose as you do. Who wants to follow Christ? Who wants to live for Christ? Be sure it's that kind of crowd. If you follow the crowd of this world, they will want you to come. And they will want you to imitate them as soon as you get into it. I've never seen anybody go to a party for the first time where there's something that you do and they, somebody goes there has never done it I've never seen anybody in that crowd say well you don't do it I see everybody in that crowd say come on let's do it you've never done that before inciting you influencing you to do the very thing you said no I don't do but because of the surrounding many times we fall if we allow ourselves around that surrounding God help me to understand my surroundings to where I walk and the people I talk to and the things that I do, Lord. Help me to understand where you want me, Lord. Lord God, I know I am called to reach the world. I hear a lot of people say sometimes, well, I'm going to go to these places where nobody goes because I'm strong and I'm going to tell them about Jesus. Well, the thing is, whenever I've heard those people who have gone to those places they shouldn't, they don't ever talk about Jesus. And next thing you know, they're falling into the same temptations. One man one time said, Mark, I'm going to go there and I'm going to go to that place and I'm going to show them who God is and who Jesus is. 
The guy left that place drunk and lost his mind ever since. Brothers and sisters, we need to be careful with our surroundings each and every day. Who influences us? Who influences you? I pray that you can look in this room and have people that are mentors for you. I pray that when you look around people here, that you have people with the same mindset and the same purpose and the same goals to follow Jesus and to follow him into Christ Jesus. And I pray that each and every one of us will try and understand that what we do influences others as well. Well, Lord God, I need to be careful not only with who who is influencing me, but who am I influencing with my life? What am I doing? What am I doing different, Lord? Ephesians 5 says, be imitators of God, be imitators of Christ, as Christ loved us as well. And so in the end, we have these things here that was written on a piece of paper that was on a a Google thing that I saw that I thought was really good. And it says just more or less what we just said here today. First of all, surround yourself with good people. And when we say good people, I don't know if we can answer any of us good people. But I would say this. Surround yourself with people who love God and want to encourage you. Study the scriptures. John said, man, I I love to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Verse 3. Walking in the truth of God and walking in his light. And as you study the scriptures, surrounding yourself with good influences. Look what he says here in 3 John. As we see here together also on the paper of what you see up here. 3 John verse 11. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. So in the end, what's he telling me? Imitate that which is good. So this morning, I pray that you imitate that which is good. And what is good? Jesus is good. Jesus gave his life on the cross so that we may have eternal life. This morning in our class, we, step, we went ahead one lesson because when I was studying for the lesson for Bible class, I had the whole lesson prepared. And as I looked into the booklet again where we were using it, I realized I did the chapter ahead of everybody else instead of the same one. But I didn't want to go back for it. But we looked at Psalm 22 this morning. And Psalm 22, I want to read as we finish this time together. Psalm 22, and I want us to think about the good example of Jesus Christ. With all of the things around him and all the influences around him, Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus felt the pressure of all the things above him and on him. But in the end, he decided, Lord God, I am going to imitate my father. I am going to love them to the end. And I don't want to read all of Psalm 22, just the last part. Because in Psalm 22, he talks about, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He talks about the people around mocking him as he is on the cross. Not only is he talking about that, he talks about the people who will be dividing his clothes and selling his garment. And he not only talks about that, all of these things, 1,000 years before Christ would come, Understanding what Jesus would go through. Then, God, you are my ultimate example. Your son is my ultimate influencer in my life. And in Psalm 22, at the end of it, when Jesus says, all of these things have happened. And when I rise from the dead, he says these things. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. 
The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise Him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of nations will bow down before Him. For dominion belongs to the Lord and to the rulers of the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before Him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve Him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. We are preaching the righteousness of God. God declares us righteous because our life is in Christ Jesus when we obey the gospel. Brothers and sisters, imitate that which is good. Follow Jesus and follow eternal life. If you have any other needs this morning, come as we stand and sing. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol dot com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, We would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas, 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.